0: Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on all of breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. We've had a lot of good news this week. Today we have some FDA clearances in surgical robotics that we have been looking forward to for a number of months, but also... In general, for MedTech, the White House and First Lady Jill Biden announced $100 million in federal funding to transform women's health research. And I, we weren't necessarily going to talk about this on the podcast, but I felt like it was really pertinent to talk about because it's the support from the federal government is crucial for MedTech and women's health. The whole initiative aims to fundamentally change how the U.S. approaches and funds women's health research. So... That funding will go toward early investment and life changing work by some of those women's health researchers and startup companies. And they really just want to invest in discoveries early when other private companies are less likely to take such an investment risk. But now that we've covered that bit of good news, what news do you have for us today, Sean?
1: Yeah, well, in addition to that great news from the White House, which everyone should definitely go read on Mass Device, we'll discuss. A new FDA-cleared software that could enable a number of neurological procedures, new FDA guidance around certain glucose monitoring devices, positive quarterly earnings results for Innovus, a major regulatory nod for Zimmer Biomet and its ROSA surgical robot, and an insider trading conviction revolving around a major Medtronic acquisition from years ago.
0: What's the first news story that we should know?
1: New software from ClearPoint Neuro won FDA clearance this week. The company already completed the first in human cases now that that clearance has been granted as well.
0: What does this software do?
1: So the ClearPoint 2.2 software with integrated maestro brain modeling offers fast periprocedural segmentation of the cortical structures of the brain to help identify targets and safety zones for cell and gene therapy delivery, laser ablation, biopsy, and deep brain stimulation. So a lot of different offerings that can come from this one central software platform.
0: Interesting. I know deep brain stimulation is a really hot topic in medtech. What are executives saying about this?
1: President and CEO Joe Burnett said that leadership and innovation in any medical field requires not only practical product development to deliver value for clinicians, but also robust validation and peer review to show why those products work. The Maestro Brain model and its integration into the ClearPoint 2.2 navigation software is the company's latest example of just that.
0: What's the next news story that we have?
1: The FDA says not to use smartwatches and smart rings to measure blood glucose. Non-invasive glucose monitoring is something that I'm sure a lot of people would be interested in, but the technology isn't quite there yet, and the FDA wants to make sure some people are aware of that.
0: So, why is the FDA posting this morning?
1: Well, the FDA says that some smart devices may claim to measure blood glucose levels without piercing the skin. These are different from the smartwatch applications that display data from FDA authorized blood glucose measuring devices like CGMs that we talk about all the time. Those are connected technologies, but these are said to be, you know, a smartwatch on your wrist measuring glucose by itself. So the FDA clarified that to date it has not authorized, cleared, or approved any smartwatch or smart ring intended to measure or estimate blood glucose values on its own. And people with diabetes who receive potentially inaccurate blood glucose measurements, because those devices haven't been cleared, could experience errors in their diabetes management, including incorrect insulin dosing and other medication issues. And obviously, that can lead to some very serious events and, and even death and very imminently. So it's it's a serious issue and Uh, Evidently, you know, certain people have been perhaps trying to market their devices as capable of doing this. And the FDA wants to make sure that everyone knows that nothing nothing in the U.S. has that clearance yet.
0: So what should consumers do?
1: Well, consumers should not buy or use these devices that claim to measure blood glucose levels. Some may be sold through online marketplaces or directly from sellers the agency wants to raise awareness that the FDA has yet to review the safety and effectiveness of any of these such devices.
0: Are any companies actually working on that non-invasive glucose monitoring technology?
1: Yeah, definitely. So while no device actually has FDA authorization yet, non-invasive glucose monitoring has absolutely become a target for a number of companies of all different kinds too. So, Large tech companies like Samsung and Apple have reportedly sort of thrown their hat in the ring to offer glucose monitoring through their smart devices. Obviously, Apple Watches are probably the most popular smart watch. And you know, if a common device like that could do it, it'd be great, but not cleared yet. And then there are other more diabetes-focused companies like No Labs and Namara Medical who have devices under development for this purpose for non-invasive glucose monitoring, but neither have FDA authorization. So obviously, yeah. Different markets, different types of devices, but nothing yet is able to measure glucose through a smartwatch or ring.
0: And now we're still in the throes of earning season. So we have to have this one earning story next.
1: That's right. Inovus stock was up on its street beating fourth quarter and a big return to profitability as well. So this was a big quarter for Enovis, which clearly got a boost from a major acquisition as well.
0: What was the company's profits and sales like for the year?
1: Innovus posted profits of $2.96 million for an earnings per share total of $0.05, an adjusted EPS of $0.79. Now, the company in the same quarter last year had losses nearing $40 million. So to be near $3 million in profit is obviously a big upgrade in the course of one year. The company reported sales of $455 million, marking 11.3% year-over-year growth. Sales and adjusted EPS for Inovis both beat the projections made on Wall Street as well.
0: What contributed to this growth?
1: Inovis highlighted P&R and its recon business as significant contributors to the strong quarterly performance, and it also highlighted the impact of recent acquisitions, including the $846 million Lima corporate buy that it completed last month that played a part as well.
0: What does it project for 2024?
1: Novus projects its revenues for this year to land between approximately $2.05 billion and $2.15 billion. That would include between $290 million and $300 million in revenue directly related to that Lima corporate acquisition. So already the company is seeing a, a big cash windfall from that acquisition, and it forecasts adjusted EPS to range between $2.50 and $2.65.
0: And now we have some surgical robotics news. Yep,
1: yeah, the FDA cleared the ROSA shoulder robotic surgery system from Zimmer Biomet. The company said it's the world's first robotic surgery system for shoulder replacement procedures and should launch in the second half of this year.
0: So can you tell us a little bit about what this surgical robot does?
1: Yeah, so ROSA shoulder strengthens the overall Zimmer Biomet shoulder implant portfolio. That includes the identity shoulder system and joins the ZB Edge Dynamic Intelligence Platform, which enhances the company's digital technologies, robotics, and implant solutions. But it was designed, this Rosa shoulder, to give surgeons the flexibility to execute total shoulder replacement using anatomic or reverse techniques, enabling precise placement for improved outcomes. And according to Zimmer Bioma, it's one of the only systems that can reproduce humeral head resectioning and ease the insertion of instruments into incisions by requiring no pin in the center of the glenoid during procedures.
0: So what does it give physicians?
1: Well, as with other ROSA applications like the hip and the knee, the system supports data-informed physician decision-making based on unique patient anatomy. It integrates with the company's newly released Signature One surgical planning system which uses a 3D image-based approach to visualization, surgical planning, and patient-specific guide creation.
0: How excited are executives about this launch?
1: President and CEO Ivan Tornos said the company is proud and excited to be the first company in the world to deliver a robotic surgical assistant for anatomic and reverse shoulder replacement surgery, and said Rosa Shoulder represents a novel advancement intended to help surgeons leverage the power of robotics and data analytics to perform highly complex shoulder procedures with accuracy and efficiency.
0: And now our final story, some legal news.
1: Yeah, a former Mazer Robotics vice president was convicted of insider trading. This conviction dates back six years to a major acquisition made by Medtronic.
0: So what is the news here?
1: So in 2022... Federal prosecutors accused Ron Tavlin of tipping off his friend Afshin Farahan of the impending $1.6 billion acquisition of Mazor Robotics by Medtronic. This happened in 2018. And Farahan then bought Mazor's stock and is alleged to have made a profit of about $500,000 off the allegedly illegal trades. Now, Tavlin was Mazor's VP of business development from 2017 to 2019 and before that had been a paid consultant for Medtronic. So last week, a jury found him guilty on one count of conspiracy to commit insider trading and 10 counts of securities fraud and aiding and abetting securities fraud. And prosecutors claimed that Farahan had agreed to pay Tavlin for the information and saying more than a year later, Farahan gave Tavlin a $25,000 check.
0: So can you dive into a little more how the federal government found out about this insider trading?
1: So according to the government, when a Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, or FINRA, investigation ensued over Mazer stock trades before the acquisition announcement, Tavlin allegedly falsely denied knowing the names of anyone on a list of people that made securities purchases. Now, that list included Farahan, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Minnesota. So Farahan pleaded guilty on August 4th, 2022, to one count of conspiracy to engage in insider trading as well.
0: And that was the final news story that we have for today. So thank you, Sean, for bringing us all the news this week.
1: My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast.
0: Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch. K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean?
1: You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y.
0: Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five, where we listen to podcasts and share this episode join us next week for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening.